This is the Happy Employee Podcast, brought to you by Start Within. Hello! (laughs) (laughs) Hello! Welcome to the Happy Employee Podcast. Hi. This is our first ever episode, and we're reaching out to you with the very exciting topic of... Coronavirus and loneliness. (laughs) Cheery one. Yes. So today I'm here with... Hi, I'm Mike um, and I'm the Head of Training at Start Within um, and I focus mainly on mental health training, um, most specifically mental health first aid um, adult training. And I'm Abby and I'm Head of Engagement at Start Within and I'm also an Internal Communications Consultant. Um, So today the main focus of our conversation is going to be discussing discussing the mental health impact of employees closing offices and the whole self-isolation quarantining crisis that we have going on right now and that you know it's not just physical health we also need to think about our employees mental health when we're advising employees to work from home yeah there's a whole host of um mental health considerations that um i think we need to make around coronavirus as abby said uh, clearly Uh, imposing working from home on employees has its own mental health challenges which is mainly what we're going to talk about today but we also have to think about uh, the kind of stress and anxiety that um, a global health crisis might cause and will inevitably cause on a lot a big part of the population so um, it's going to be a challenge Mm. moving forward. Yeah. So without sounding too much like a, a news podcast, um, just the coronavirus latest then. Um, Italy is currently the worst hit country in Europe, which now has over 200 deaths. And as of today, 16 million people are now to be quarantined in northern regions of Italy. Um, we're not quite as bad here in the UK at the moment. We're just on over 200 cases of coronavirus. But even at, at that stage, we've Lots of employers, lots of offices are, are closing down, recommending for employees to self-isolate for, for two weeks. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure we've all seen in the news and on social media some of the weird and wonderful precautions people have been taking. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I think it's important that while it might seem over the top um, and even a bit amusing in some respects, um, clearly, there's going to be some anxiety-inducing um, um, results around what we see in the, the news and what we see on social media. So we're not here as health professionals in any shape or form to provide medical advice or anything like that. Clearly, the advice out there to wash hands and avoid um, coughing and sneezing and shaking hands and all that kind of thing remains extant. We're here to focus on the human's Uh, behind um, the symptoms perhaps or behind the requirement to stay at home Mm. yeah but also here to say you have enough toilet roll you don't need any more toilet rolls let someone else have a chance so um moving on to home working then so i think a crisis like this it's actually really revolutionized um the way a lot of companies are working so for some employers having to shut down their offices, it's actually the first time that they've actually given their employees the trust to, to homework. And I, I, me personally, I'm a massive advocate of flexible working and I think it's great. I love working from home. I love it if I need to focus on a particular project or say if I need to, a doctor's appointment and I can 
go there at 8 30 mm. and then start work at nine and not have it affect my day I think I think it's brilliant but then for myself personally I couldn't do it every day I I think I'd miss that physical social contact of being near people in the office I mean I get I get really lonely being at home all day on my own mm. and I'd pick up on the fact that you said that employers have now had to trust their employees and we can't be sure that they have this has been imposed on a lot mm. of employers yeah. um as a almost forced on them because of the global health crisis around coronavirus in, in this particular instance so particularly stressful for employees might be that there isn't actually that trust from their employer that this is something that's become necessary and they're going to be feeling the pressure of having to deliver and operate at their uh, usual level of performance um, but ultimately not be there and be accountable in the office so they may actually feel additional stress um, and feeling like they have to even overwork or exceed what they would normally provide exceed in terms of hours or in terms of the intensity of their work to actually justify the fact that they're working from home um I know that having worked from home and knowing people who've worked from home, that there can be an additional pressure in the sense that you don't want to be seen to be skiving, for want of a better word, and feel like mm. you're um, still providing what you can provide in the office um, and probably taking even less breaks because of that fear of not being at your terminal or not being on the end of the phone yeah. when that certain client or, or uh, colleague might need to get in touch with you. So... Yeah, so I personally have definitely been on the, on that end of things with a, a previous line manager that was a little bit of a micromanager. No interest whatsoever in me when I'm in the office, but as soon as I'm at home, you know, constantly messaging me, constantly wanting to video call, which I found a bit weird at the time. Mm. Um, so yeah, I've I've know that sometimes I can get to three p.m. and think, oh, I've not had a lunch break yet. Like this isn't healthy. This isn't physically healthy, and it's not good mentally either on my brain for continuing to work for. for these amount of hours. Mm. And I think that neatly takes us into the idea and a little bit of discussion around routine as well, which, mm. um, so and I think that takes us into um, a, a really interesting discussion around routine as well, because when we have our normal daily routine, we get up, shower, get changed, commute to work, and then we have that set structure around our day. When we're at home, that's what the first thing that probably falls away. Um, because we have those home comforts and we perhaps don't have that oversight. But uh, that can be really counterproductive, both in terms of our performance at work, but also, more importantly, our well-being and mental health. We know studies show, all the science shows, that routine and having a sense of purpose is a massive driver for positive uh, well-being. Mm. Yeah, it's definitely that that purpose for me. I often find that working from home, instead of getting up at 7.30 or whatever, Alarm goes off at five to nine, slope downstairs, sat in my dressing gown, laptop on on my lap, not sat at a table, not showered and dressed. And you, you feel sluggish. You feel like like a slob, don't yeah. you? You, do, you don't feel in your best frame of mind. And then the yeah. rest of the day, it, it shapes your whole day. So so do you have any tips for, for people that are working at home? Like, how can they improve on that? How can they stay motivated? Yeah. So I've been thinking about this and um, it's probably particularly pertinent because we're going to have um, a lot of people working from home who haven't had that opportunity before. Um, some people may have a bit more experience and have established their own ways of working exactly as you have there, but some may be lacking that structure and it might be quite daunting um, to still have to deliver what you need. So um, some of the quick um, and easy wins that we've identified um, 
are perhaps having a morning check-in. So what's the first thing you do when you do walk into work in the morning if you're in an office environment or you're on a building site or whatever it may be, is just to say hello to people and ask how they are, ask what they've been up to um, and just check in with them and check they're okay. So it's really important as an employer uh, and as a colleague that we're still doing that. So one of the ways that we could em employ that would be just to set aside time for um, a conference call or whatever the mechanism might be so that first thing in the morning not to check up on people that they're there and ready to start work but just actually to check in and say hey is everyone okay does anyone need anything today moving forward how can we as a team make this work in what might not be an ideal situation um, and that gives that feeling of inclusivity straight away it could even be um, as an employee checking in just to say morning guys hope you're all okay hope everything's okay at home um, what have you had for breakfast or mm. um, how was the school run or something like that. Um, it sounds maybe a little bit pink and fluffy, but it gives that inclusivity to know actually, yeah, someone is thinking about me. They haven't forgotten about me, but at the same time, they're not um, scrutinising my every move, which can be the feeling um, the worry that comes with working from home. Yeah, I really like that. So are there any other techniques that you've used before? Um, mm -hmm. particularly um, like around breaks or taking your mind off work or anything like that? Yeah, so um, moving on from the kind of start of the day um, and still staying on that kind of subject of routine, we know it's really important to take breaks. And again, in a lot of workplaces, those breaks are scheduled for that very reason, that it helps us um, get away from our screen or get away from our um, machinery that we're working on or even if we're a teacher in a school, having that scheduled break to get some time away from the students um, and revisit and reflect on what we've been doing. So there's no different when we're working from home. So scheduling in those breaks as best we can um, and ideally coming away from screens, I think is really important. We know the way that we live our lives today is bouncing from one screen to another. So if we come away from that laptop, it's important that we don't just go straight to our phone and look at um, social media yeah. um, or check personal emails um, there'll always be time for that but it's really important that we get out and uh, as best we can maybe schedule in a little bit of fresh air whether that's a walk around the block or just going out into the garden and having a bit of a stretch and a few deep breaths yeah yeah I love that that whole fresh air thing um, obviously um, we have a, a garden and it's really nice and you can see the wildlife or you can look out the window and see the birds but um, some people living in flats or maybe city centres in London, how can they really um, make use of that, especially when we're meant to be self-isolating and can't get outside? Is there any other tips that they can do? Yeah, that is going to be a real challenge and you've brought up a good point, especially with the self-isolation element of it. We do have to be really careful and follow the advice. However, I would say that even... If we can open a window, just taking a few lungfuls of some fresh air, even looking outside at some greenery. Again, a lot of the science and uh, research and personal experience of those in the field of mental health and well-being shows that just seeing a tree or some grass or a bird flying in the sky and taking that time to be present in what's around you can really help reduce stress mm -hmm. um, and make us feel both physically and mentally um, yeah. more healthy so like mindfulness techniques yeah mindfulness is obviously in vogue at the moment as a word and a lot of people take it to mean meditation and something particularly spiritual but it can just be taking two or three minutes just to sit and listen to a piece of music without doing anything else or looking out the window or perhaps reading the newspaper and putting down the laptop um, just something that for you 
helps you remain present and not worry about the day-to-day stresses that come with everyday life. Mm. Uh, Looking at perhaps the more um, serious end of things, if somebody has been self-isolated for a couple of weeks, sorry, you can hear my dog there groaning in the background. Um, Yeah, if you've been on your own for an extended period of time and do start to feel that you're suffering a little bit, starting to feel anxious, um, unable to rest and relax, um, there's no shame in actually seeking help from a professional source. So that might be actually making phone contact with a GP or contacting one of the um, helplines that's available for physical health if you are worried about coronavirus specifically, but also um, some of the resources that are available for our mental health and mental well-being. Okay, um, so do you think it's important for employers, employers to share these tips with employees to to keep everyone motivated yeah definitely so obviously a big part of what you do day to day is in employee engagement and internal Mm. communications and that's um, really really valuable particularly if you've got a disparate workforce that's perhaps not um, all together physically actually making sure that those key messages get out to the workforce and are nice and simple and easy to break down in terms of these are some useful steps that you can take to help while perhaps you are in a situation where you might be isolated yeah and um at um my current employer we when we introduced flexible working um some time ago we actually gave everyone a, a quick guide some of the thing tips that we've talked about today so you know making sure you get dressed get up on time make time for breakfast all those things we put together as a little guide something that they could take home maybe put on their desk just to remind them throughout the day that you, you still can have your routine while you're at home yeah that sounds really good mm-hmm. so um Obviously, your specialism, Mike, is mental health first aid. Yeah. And mental health first aid is predominantly based on physical contact, being present. How would you say that this could work in this scenario? And how could mental health first aid as work remotely? Yeah, it's a really interesting point. And it's actually, even prior to the coronavirus um, situation, some of the contact I've had with Um, workplaces where I have delivered mental health first aid have asked that specific question. Um, I'm thinking of one particular charity who do a lot of their consultations in helping people over the phone and it actually prompted a really interesting discussion. So I've had some time to think about that. Um, We use a specific model in mental health first aid um, that's based around approach and then listening and signposting to, to useful resources and there's no reason whatsoever that that can't be employed. Clearly uh, the approach um, phase might be slightly more difficult if you're not there to see somebody and actually witness any changes in behaviour that might flag up. However, by introducing something like a morning check-in or remaining mindful of the fact that people are on their own, you can every so often um, make contact, um, provide the opportunity and the inclusive environment for employees or colleagues to come forward and actually raise concerns. Um, it's probably more important than ever in this kind of situation where you might be separated to highlight who your mental health first aiders are and how they can be contacted. So would you say maybe employers to send around an email or the mental health first aiders are sending around a communication themselves saying if anyone wants to reach out to me I'm still here here's my contact details. I think they both sound like good ideas and I don't see why they both couldn't be employed because from the employer you get that official and kind of all-encompassing message going out But then you get that personal touch from the mental health first aider themselves, which that human to human interaction could be really important for someone who's perhaps a little bit nervous in making initial contact. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. And so you touched a little bit on this earlier, and that's anxiety. And anxiety from working from home and the stress of being present. But what about the anxiety that a lot of people are having around the actual coronavirus itself? Is there anything that you think employers can do to reassure employees about this? Um, Me personally, working in HR, I've seen lots of queries, lots of panic, lots of Mm -hmm. contacting HR, asking for an answer. Are we meant to work from home today? Are we not meant to come in the office? Is, Is there anything that you think that employers should be doing around that um i think it's uh showing empathy is really important and not mm. trying to question or devalue anyone's opinion or the way anyone feels it's not up to us to decide whether someone should or shouldn't be worried about coronavirus or any other health condition or any other facet of their day-to-day life it's about showing empathy and uh demonstrating an awareness that anxiety can be a normal part of life that it's really common and that we're here to listen for each other and that we do have as we've covered designated mental health first aiders who in a crisis situation or if things do start to get on top of you are there to listen with a little bit of expert advice um, and the resources at hand to get that professional help Um, it's really 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 important that we don't take on the responsibility of a health professional or try and diagnose anything Um, it's really important that as mental health first aiders but also as colleagues employers employees that we are there to listen um, be empathic towards um, someone who might have concerns and then encourage them to seek professional and other forms of support um, as we see fit Um, Mm -hmm. don't overcomplicate it keep it simple listen without judgment and offer support Yeah, I think you've hit the nail on the head there, especially working in HR or as a leader of a business, you're everyone's doctor, you're their mother, you're their counsellor, you're everything, everything's Mm. expected of you, but just remember to listen. Yeah, as humans we're predisposed to try and solve and fix things um, and it can be really hard not to want to do that, but um, I really think that um, just being there for someone uh, and linking it back to working from home just being there to listen to someone if they do start to struggle and actually letting them know that this is normal and this is common and there is help out there is the most important thing we can do. Yeah. So um, everything we've talked about today obviously doesn't apply only to coronavirus. Definitely. Um, everything we've talked about, like that morning check-in that you talked about, I love yeah. that. Why aren't we doing that anyway? Everyone should have a, a morning, mm-hmm. an informal check-in over a cup of coffee. How's everyone doing today? Yeah. That's great. Yeah, community and a sense of um, purpose around a group. Um, As human beings, that's how we're made up. That's how we've evolved. So just getting that little bit of human contact as you feel comfortable with in the morning um, or whenever it might be, just to help you feel valued is a really important lesson to take forward, coronavirus or no coronavirus. (laughs) So um, obviously we've talked there about mental health first aiders. Yeah. And not everyone is quite there yet. There's a lot of companies that don't have mental health first aiders in place yet. So do you want to just give a little bit of background to the listeners about mental health first aid? Sure. So uh, mental health first aid, um, specifically the adult course that um, I deliver um, for Start Within, is there to enable um, employees, employers, whoever it might be that receives the training, um, empower them to spot the signs and symptoms of Um, mental health conditions understand mental health conditions in detail a little more but it's really important and I will reiterate this that we're not training people to be medical professionals or therapists or psychologists or anything like that 
It's about enabling people to see the symptoms, be there to listen and have a credible source of um, support and signpost to the relevant help as um, it applies. Um, mental health challenges are extremely common. Um, chances are all of us in our life will have some exposure either ourselves, a friend or a family member or a work colleague um, and it's really really crucial that we're able to help them as we would with any physical ailment. Mm -hmm. Brilliant thanks. No so worries. I think we've drawn to a natural end there. Yeah. Um, anything that we've talked about today anything around mental health first aid if you want to check out more information head to our website it's startwithin.co.uk or feel free to contact me uh, by email on mike at startwithin.co.uk brilliant so have a great week people yeah and stay happy and healthy bye bye This podcast was brought to you by Start Within, taking care of your employees.